This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. there, Profiteers, and welcome back for episode number 128 of the Personal Profitability Podcast. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and we are back for week number three with my co-founder of Mastermind Hunt, Sean Marin. Now, if you missed the last week or two, you'll want to jump back and check those out and come back here. We'll Tarantino it, as I like to say. You know, jump back to the beginning and get back and find out how you will end up right here today talking about FIRE. That is financial independence and retiring early. Sean talks all about it on his podcast, Two Frugal Dudes. It's a great show. I was a guest there in the past. We'll make sure to link to that in the show notes so you can check it out. But today we're going to talk all about what you can do to cut your expenses and grow your income and figure out your own retire early number so you can maybe quit working in your 40s or even your 30s. That is what Sean's planning to do. So we're going to dive in and learn how he's doing it right now on the Personal Profitability Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Sean Marin for week number three out of four with him as our guest on this podcast. Sean, are you ready to get profitable? So ready. I was born ready to get profitable. I think so. (laughs) So today we are here to talk about FIRE or financial independence and retiring early. We touched on this uh, two weeks ago. So if you have not checked that episode out yet, I'd rewind a couple of weeks and listen to that and then come back here. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. You're finding out what happens at the end and then you go back to the beginning to get here. That's what you could do right now. So the best. I know it's and it's like just such a great experience because it's Tarantino like. But <laughs> but for for real, fire is a huge serious movement. There are a lot of people involved on it. I w- I'd say I'm on maybe a slow fire path, but Sean, you are on track for fire much faster than I am. Though if all goes well with Mastermind Hunt, we'll both hit there soon, right? Absolutely. We're going to pick your brain and listen to some of your expertise and insights and what you're doing that has gotten you on track for that early retirement. How far would you estimate you are right now? And at what age are you planning to be able to quit work if you decide that's the right thing at that time? So I'm 31 right now. And originally my plan was to retire around 34, about 80% of that number of a of million dollars. However, you know, things change along the way, right? And currently I'm actually in between moves. I was in Austin, Texas, and we're relocating to Gulf Shores, Alabama, because luckily I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to, to work from home and we can try some different things out. And in that process, I've decided to actually let my wife retire earlier. We planned on, you know, retiring at the same point, but I've decided to let her retire earlier uh, in favor of homeschooling our two young kids, which I don't know if that's really retiring because that's quite the job in itself. So that sounds like a lot more work than going to a job. We have two little kids, a uh, almost one-year-old and a three-year-old, and my wife takes care of them during the day, and I think she works a lot harder than I do. (laughs) Oh, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Hardest job in the world. Uh, So let's dive in. We have three tips we're going to go over today to help you get on track for your own fire plan, whether you want to retire at 
34 years old, which for me, that would be um, in three months. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> but but whether it's 34 or 40 or 50 or whatever age you want to retire, the principles are the same. Just getting your stuff in order earlier can help you retire earlier. So we're going to dive in with our first tip, which is understanding your expenses. Now, Sean, why is it important to understand your expenses as a first step on the path to fire? You got to know where you are today, right, in order to make improvements, right? And I think it's very important to accept where you are today and to kind of open up, you know, figure out out all your accounts that are out there that are open. One of the biggest things I remember, you know, pre-fire movement, pre-even ever thinking about this was kind of having that fear of kind of, you know, having to open up my bank account like I never really wanted to, (laughs) like log in online, like and actually see how much went on the credit card or how much I have to pay off at the end of the month going out or or whatever it may be. Because a lot of times just swipe it and you don't really think about it. And then, you know, it adds up over time. But you have to break that initial fear and you have to just say, you know, I I need it. I can't, it can't go on any further if you are in a, you know, maybe a debt situation or really just in a situation where you know you need to maybe adjust your savings rate or trying to retire early. Going and discovering all of your accounts, figuring out everything that's out there, running a credit report, annualcreditreport.com is the one, you know, you can go run a a free credit report and see all your open accounts. And then, uh, you know, adding up all your balances, uh, logging into your bank account, uh, looking at all your transactions over the past few months and understanding where your money's going. For me, I've always used uh, mint.com because it's been around forever. Um, hasn't really changed much over the years, but uh, it's still great. It's a you know it's a free tool that I, I've used, and one of the things I did initially because since it does import all your expenses and income, you know all your bank transactions automatically, I was able to hook up all my accounts and I can see every day, you know, within a matter of minutes where my money was going. And then what I did is I started to categorize all those transactions into the categories that became my budget categories. Because once I knew where my money was going, really, I mean, you hear about budgeting and, and that, can, that can be a little bit of a negative connotation towards some um, that word. It's, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I remember it was like, I didn't really understand the concept of budgeting at all in the past, but it's really just kind of it, a good way to kind of start off is to just say, okay, look at all my transactions, categorize them, and figure out how much I'm spending in a month, right? And how much I'm making in a month. That's your budget. And it's a good baseline because now you know where you are today, you accept it, and then you start looking for places to trim back, which we'll, we'll get back to here later. You know, one thing I love about budgeting, people often think about budgets. I remember with an ex-girlfriend, once I brought up the idea of budgeting, I asked her if she knew where her money was going, and she started to cry. Clearly, that was not a relationship oh, wow. that was going to work. Um, She hadn't even seen her budget. (laughs) So a lot of people think about a budget as something scary and restrictive with their money. But you could actually take the opposite mental approach to it and think, when I have a budget, I have permission to spend this money in this budget as long as I don't spend more. So that's a blueprint that allows you to spend however much you want on food as long as you don't overspend your monthly allotment. Um, You could do those nice dinners or you could do those, you know, whatever your thing is, as long as it's built into your budget and it makes sense for you. Now, fire people might not be happy that I said go out to restaurants, (laughs) but that is one thing with, with a budget. It is up to you to set your own budget. No one else sets it. You are in control. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I go out to restaurants. I'm, I'm a very frugal person, but I'm not like, you know, extreme cheapskate style, right? Like you see on those <laughs> TV shows and everything. I still feel like I live a very well life. 
And, you know, within a within a good budget saving uh, around 65 percent of my income currently, some people, you know, you'll, you'll hear that, you know, they, they don't think people need a budget or there's no need to have a budget. Um, for me, that's what worked. So that's all I, you know, I know it worked for me and I know it, it allowed me to accept where I was today, find where all my money was going and figure out how much all that Taco Bell was really <laughs> adding up, you know, <laughs> at the end of the month. Because once you know, you know, I mean, I don't know, that, that alone is like a comforting place. You know, it's a little scary at first, but then you're like, okay, now I know where exactly where all my money is going. And now I can start playing this game of having some fun and trying to, to tweak some numbers around. But, you know, if you don't know where you are today, you'll never be able to get there. And the other one, to you know, kind of figure out where you are today is your net worth. I mean, I'm sure you've talked about this on the podcast in the past, Eric. <laughs> but oh, yeah. you know, all your assets, right, minus all your your liabilities, all, basically all your debt, and uh, figure out where you are. Are you above or underwater? And just kind of just saying, okay, I I accept this spot, right? Like it's okay. Check in the show notes, listeners. There will be a link to the post on the personal balance sheet. That was one of my very first posts I ever wrote when this was originally a blog back in 2008. Nice. Perfect. Well, there you go. Because it's kind of like you're like you're scoring a game almost, right? You look at your net worth and over time you'll see it rise. You know, it's kind of like how you know you're, you're doing pretty good and you're making progress in your financial goals. That is a great segue to our next point. That's actually not a great segue at all. I'm just going to go to the next point. <laughs> Number <laughs> <Nice> two, <try. laughs> get your mindset right and know your end goal. So now we know where we're at. Um, We've already talked about this Tarantino thing, so we know how the journey works. Sean, how does getting your mindset right and knowing your end goal get us from where we are today to that fire target? This is a long journey. Even retiring early, it's still we're talking years most of the time, right? I mean, so, you know, you're going to get to a point where you feel like you're pretty much on autopilot, which is where I am today. And, you know, it's just it's just like, okay, it's just, you know, it's a matter of life now, right? So I got to make sure my mind is still kind of having my eye on the prize the whole time I'm doing this and I'm not getting distracted by all the noise out there. Talk about the, a lot of this in the early retirement roadmap. You know, it is a roadmap, but where are you trying to get to, right? Uh, like, what's that point you want to get to? What are you going to do in retirement? Like, why do you want to retire early? To do what? But, you know, once you have that end goal, then you're just filling in the steps to get there along the way. And I kind of I have some worksheets. I'm, I'm building a course for the early retirement roadmap right now. And that's uh, one of the worksheets is you put the end goal in and then you, you start filling in the steps along the way. And it first starts off with big steps, like big rocks. Right. But then and then the, the stuff that has to happen, like ne- like your next step, it, you start getting down on this really low level stuff is the next step. And eventually you work your way towards that that end goal. Uh, but knowing that right, knowing why are you retiring? What are you going to do with your money? How much money do you need? Then your budget helps you kind of figure that out, right? How much money you'll need in the end. So this way, you know what you're planning for. And now you can you can kind of say, you, it's, it's like a comfort thing in your mind, right? And you say, okay, I, I know why I'm doing this. Uh, I know what I'm going to do. And I can kind of start living this life along the way and, and starting to realize what retirement will be like. And then controlling your emotions. This is probably, you know, I I remember reading a few books uh, by financial advisors and many of them talk about this all the time, how the biggest problems they have with a lot of their clients is just helping them (laughs) control their emotions in a down market. I mean, they start, people start freaking out when the economy's not doing good. They want to pull out their money when you're not supposed to, when it's, you know, a down market instead of the up market. We're supposed to be, you know, buying low, selling high. And a lot of people do the opposite because of the psychological impacts, you know, that they get all around them when people start freaking out, when the economy's not doing so well, or when the stock market's tanking, right? And your biggest enemy is going to be your mind. So coming up with a plan 
and then accepting that plan and sticking to it in the long run. It's all about the long game in this. To tie it all together, let's say you you put your plan together, you figure based on your current savings rate, uh, you could get to retirement at 65 years old, but you want to retire earlier, you want to do it sooner. Number three, accelerate your pace to early retirement. What what would you think people should do, Sean, if they want to move up that fire date and, and get out of their job? So yeah, let's take an, uh, an easy example here, um, which is, was mine. Or so I talked about in the previous podcast how my expenses are about forty thousand dollars a year, and using like a four percent safe withdrawal rate, that means I need about a million dollars in investments to passively pay for my uh, expenses for the rest of my life. Considering I can get at least five percent on average, uh, is kind of what I'm figuring through retirement for my investments. So you know, once I knew that, and I knew it would take me till thirty four, I was. Well, actually, it was you know it was, it was much longer before. Now I got it got it to a point where I got it down to thirty four because I was like I need to try and speed up this number. I need I want to speed up how how fast it takes me to get to a million dollars. So there, there's kind of two there really is two ends of that right. Um, it's cutting back your expenses, lowering the amount of money you actually need in retirement, and the Powerball. <laughs> and, and exactly. No, and I'm the just power- kidding. The Powerball <laughs> is not a retirement plan. <laughs> no, no, definitely a gamble. I tried. You know, funny story segue right here. But uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a very analytical guy, and I, I actually so the the lottery. I remember at one point. I know people are going to go try to do this, which I shouldn't talk about it, but (laughs) (laughs) because you should not gamble your money. But anyways, uh, when I when I used to play the lottery, like scratch off tickets and stuff for fun, because I knew I needed a million dollars. So I would only play the ones that were for a million dollars. I would find all of them. They would tell you how many of the million dollar prizes were already won. And it would tell you how many tickets were out there. So I just calculated, you know, whatever ticket had the best odds left based on how many prizes were left. And that was the one I would just go buy from all these different, you know, convenience stores and everything. I would buy a few a week and yeah, it never worked out after years of doing that. So clearly you're <laughs> retired now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was kind of like the, you know, when I was far off from early retirement, I was like, well, maybe this will just really, you know, then just, uh, I'll, maybe I'll just gamble a little bit here and there. I mean, I didn't spend much. I had like a, uh, like a $20 budget a month on that or something, but, or no, maybe it was more, I think it was a hundred dollars actually. Anyway. Wow. That's yeah. a serious uh, lottery investment. <laughs> you had to buy the $20 tickets. But yeah, I re- quickly realized that w- that was a waste of money. Um, and I could use that money in other places. But, you know, I, I, it's it's extremely possible to retire early, you know, with the saving, you know, through 401ks and Roth IRAs. So, you know, this isn't, I'm not, I haven't made any like huge successful business or anything. I'm a full-time employee, you know, a business owner. I, you know, is the fastest way. If you have a very successful business, it can make a ton of money. That is the you know fastest way, which is why I continue to do side hustles. But but let me jump back again. Two two sides of this really to, to accelerate the pace of early retirement that I've kind of figured out. And you have the expense side, right? How much you're how much you need in retirement because that you know that's going to be based on how much your expenses are. And then you have your your income. So how much you're earning to increase your savings rate to accelerate how much money you can invest to eventually get to that million dollars or whatever investment number you need in order to retire early to cover your expenses. So 
you know, there's all kinds of stuff you could do on the expense cutting side, uh, you know, trimming the fat, you know, your biggest one being your housing. You know, that's, a, that's usually the biggest one you can try to cut back if you feel like you're not really fully utilizing your whole housing. And that's a, a big one there. And then a lot of your utilities, you know, cutting back on your energy waste. You mentioned <laughs> restaurants. That's a huge one, actually, because, you know, we know the, the amount of, I guess, increased or upsell that happens there um, as if instead of if you were to go buy the groceries and learn how to cook yourself. But, you know, you got to be careful. You don't want to cut your life back too much. You know, I noticed I got really extreme at first, especially I was in, when I was in like debt pay, payoff mode. Right. And that's OK, because, you know, you're excited about this fire thing. Um, you you want to see how it's like a game. Right. And you kind of go extreme. So I was cutting back. I was really extremely frugal and trying to figure out anyways, just kind of get back on pace. But once I kind of paid off that debt and, uh, you know, I was above water. And I was, you know, able to save a lot more money and it was just going all into investments. Then I was interested in the other side more, which is the the earning, right? Because that's the the other way to really accelerate. And earning is really like the biggest way to accelerate. You can cut back your expenses, but only so much. And you don't want to cut them back to where you're at a point where you feel pressure uh, all the time of like this budget over lingering in your head, right? But your income can grow forever. That's right. Exactly. And that's why I love this personal profitability because so, I mean, yeah, that's what it's all about. (laughs) That's right, baby. (laughs) I mean, it really is because, you know, that that's going to accelerate anything way faster, you know, if you can earn more. And, you know, it's it's a shame because a lot of people are in positions where they don't feel or, or they're not open to or looking for opportunities where they could learn more, earn more. Sorry. And they don't think early retirement is possible, you know, in a teaching job. Um, or something. And I, and we've had teachers on our podcast, teacher families that are talking about early retirement, you know, and ways that they're thinking of side hustling or repurposing their teaching content in ways that they can, you know, make extra money on the side to accelerate their earning income. And I know a lot of people get in these positions where it's difficult for them to pursue their entrepreneur dreams or they're stuck in these jobs they really don't like, they can't go back to school, but there are ways, right? And you have to figure out ways to earn more money if you really want to accelerate it even faster. I know as an employee, a lot of that comes from, uh, you know, you have to job change. Unless you're in some really awesome company, uh, most of the time, you're only going to get like a 1% or 2% raise every year. And if you're not happy with the amount of income you're making or you don't feel like it's at the pace that you need to reach your early retirement, then you need to start looking for new opportunities. It's sad that uh, loyalty does not pay in your career. It costs you a lot. Absolutely. You know, you don't see pensions anymore as much, but even if you do have one, you really need to consider, okay, am I willing to work at this company for 40 years or, you know, am I, you know, a lot of times, you know, change is good. You, too much of anything is old, right? I mean, you're going to love your job right now. You may be really enjoying it, but trust me, two, three years from now, it's, it's going to be another job, right? And you're going to be ready for the new challenge. Entrepreneurship, of course, is the biggest, you know, if you can come up with a side hustle and start finding some, some way to make some extra income, consulting like I, I can do consulting and make a ton of money as a software engineer, right? Like the service side. I really enjoy the product side more. I really want to build a successful product because that that's a passion of mine over the consulting. But either one, you know, um, if you do well, can can have huge potential. So, so yeah, that's kind of the two sides of the spectrum for how you, you can accelerate the pace of early retirement. Oh, well, thank you so much for all these valuable insights, Sean. I really enjoyed chatting with you about it. And I hope all of the listeners enjoyed learning all, all this great stuff about FIRE. Whether you're new to the idea or you are a FIRE veteran, Sean has a lot of valuable insights. If people want to learn more about you know frugal, frugal lifestyles and money management from you, where are the best places to go? 
Yeah, I would say the, the the number one best place is checking out the Two Frugal Dudes podcast. That's number two frugal dudes dot com. Um, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and if you go to our website, we have this thing called the Frugal Cashmates Community uh, that you can hop in. You'll get a free preview of my book, The Early Retirement Roadmap, and you'll also get invited to our Frugal Cashmates Community where you're, you know, you're open to ask any questions or get feedback on anything that might be on your mind. We have a bunch of people in there always willing to help each other out. So that's the best place. You can always follow me on Twitter at Sean Marin, S-E-A-N-M-E-R-R-O-N, or check out the earlyretirementroadmap.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sean. We will talk to you again next week. Cha-ching. that was a really fun one, ladies and gentlemen. I always get really inspired and start thinking about my own fire number. And I decided years ago that if I could get a 5% withdrawal rate and save $4 million, I could take out $200,000 a year. And it might be a little bit of a struggle, but I could get by. (laughs) So that's always been my fire number. But really, I could probably get by on a much lower number than that. It would just be nice to live big and live large in my early retirement. So that's what I'm always working on doing with all my different side hustles and different entrepreneurial projects. But I hope you will check out Sean's resources. We will have links to everything down in the show notes at personalprofitability.com. We will be back next week with Sean one more time. I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving and I'll talk to you next time. And until then, stay profitable. Oh, 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 oh,